Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlankCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blen, and as usual, I certainly do count it a blessing and a privilege to be here with you on this episode number 56 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we are back with the book of Nehemiah. We are in chapter 4, and today we intend to finish that up. So without further ado, let me give you some time to go ahead and get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine Encourages You is coming to you with our lesson entitled, Getting Back to Work on the Wall. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, so I pray that our study of Nehemiah so far has been a blessing and also a challenge for all of us to come up where God wants us to be. And when I say us, you all know that I include myself as well. So we are in chapter four of our study. We're going to finish up chapter four. If you've missed the first four chapters, you really want to go back, time permitting in your schedule, and listen to the study in sequence. So what you can do is this. If you're on the blankcouragesyou.com site, just go ahead back to the main page and you should see a listing. You should see a listing of all of the Nehemiah chapters that we've covered, one through chapter four. And some of the chapters we covered in a couple of different parts. So you'll see that all listed under series and studies. If you happen to be listening to us on iTunes, Google Play, or on Stitcher Radio, simply just head back out to the list and you'll see in sequential order all of the chapters of Nehemiah that we've covered. So go back, listen to uh, chapters 1 through 4 in its entirety, and then head back here so that you can finish up listening to chapter 4. Amen? Amen. So let's do a little bit of a recap here. So in the beginning of Nehemiah chapter 4, so that was a couple of podcasts ago, we were reading where Sanballat and his posse were threatening the work on the wall. But Nehemiah, he set up a watch and he prayed. So the work went on. It continued. Last study, Nehemiah started to face challenges with his own work crew. And with the help of the Lord, he was able to stabilize the situation. So in this round, in the finishing up chapter four, let's take a look at what other measures Nehemiah put into place and how they can apply to us. So BCU family, I'm going to start with verse number 15. That's where we ended off the last time that we were in the study. And I want to start it off um, here as well. I think it's apropos. So Nehemiah chapter four, verse 15 says, and it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us that their foolishness, that their plans were known unto Nehemiah and God mm, had brought their counsel to naught, to nothing. It wasn't going to work. Their plans, Sanballat and his plans weren't going to work. That we returned all of us to the wall, everyone unto his work. So Nehemiah's crew went back to work. What stands out to me here 
is that Nehemiah and his crew, they had their challenges, all right? And we read about that and you heard about that in the last study. So they had their challenges, yet they kept working and the enemy had to stop working. Sanballat and his team, he, they knew. They knew that they were defeated, all right? And I'll tell you something else, that the adversary, our adversary, the devil knows that he is defeated, and we know this as well. We know it's a fixed fight. We know that. What we have to do is keep that in mind while we're in the heat of the battle, and rather than lay down the victory, rather than surrender the victory to the enemy, we have to keep in mind that he is already defeated, and we just have to go through the process. And in going through the process, we want to be sure that we are watching as well as praying. Amen? We also want to be sure that we've got our armor on. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. So let's go to verse number 16 in Nehemiah chapter 4. And that says, And it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work, and the other half of them held the spears, the shields, the bows, the habergons, and the rulers were behind all of the house of Judah. All right, so let's break that down. So new rules were put into place. I love this because Nehemiah just didn't rest on the fact that Sanballat and his posse we're, we're going to go away forever. See, the scriptures let us to know that the enemy goes away for a season. So what Nehemiah did was prepare the people in the event that Sanballat and his team decided to come back. So we've got half the servants that were working. The other half had their spears and their shields and their bows and the habergons. That's just um, armor, if you will. And on top of that, the rulers, all of the rulers were behind the house of Judah. So they had the backup of the rulers. So with this, with the rulers that were in full support, with everyone that had a job assigned to them, this is how a team should work. This is how a body should work. This is how the body of Christ should work. Are we holding up our fellow fellow? body members in prayer are we helping them fight are we working or are we the folks that happen to have the armor at that particular time you know do we support one another in our endeavors for the Lord it's something for us to think about and not just in your local body not just with people that you know we have brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world. And while we may not have direct contact with them, our prayers go a long way. All right, let's head into verse number 17. So that says, They which builded the wall and they which bear burdens with those that laid it, everyone, let me say that again. Everyone with one of his hands wrought in the work and the other hand held a weapon. So the builders, the loaders, and the carriers were all back on duty 
and they were armed. And just like they are back on duty and armed, how this applies to us is, is that we have to continue what God has told us to do, and we have to be armed as well. Now, we don't need to be armed physically, everybody. You all know that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. Our warfare is really um, the enemy and the principalities and the rulers of wickedness in dark places, and we have to be aware of that. It's not the flesh that we are fighting against. It is spirits. They're spirits. So with that, everybody, Ephesians chapter 6 reminds us to make sure that we are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ephesians chapter 6 verse number 11 says to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not, we wrestle not, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, like I said a little earlier, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's verse 12. Verse 13 of Ephesians chapter 6 says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. So we can't fight laying down. We can't fight in defeat. We've got to stand. We've got to stand having our loins girt about with truth. We've got to have the breastplate of righteousness. We've got to have the shoes of peace. And above all, the shield of faith so that we can quench the fiery darts of the wicked. And also we've got to have our helmet of salvation and our sword of the spirit which is the word of God. And along with that, we've got to pray. Praying always with all prayer and supplication, asking the Lord what we need in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We often forget about that last verse, verse number 18, for all saints. So that's what we need to do to be victorious when we are going through these battles. The Lord let us know that the battles would come. He's also equipped us to be able to fight the battle and to win. We just have to follow what it is that he says. Amen? Amen. All right, let's go to verse 18, everybody. All right, now we're going back <laughs> to Nehemiah chapter 4, verse number 18. All right, so the builders... Everyone had his sword girded by his side, and so builded. And he that had the trumpets sounded, uh, he was by me, and that was by Nehemiah. And Nehemiah says in verse number 19, And I said to the nobles, and to the rulers, and to the rest of the people, The work is great and large, and we are separated on the wall, one far from another. In what place, therefore, you hear the sound of the trumpet, resort thither unto us. Our God shall fight for us. And that was verse number 20. Let me just read that one more time. Wherever you are on the wall is what it says. When you hear the sound of the trumpet, come this way, come near unto us. Our God will fight 
for us. Let me stop right here because that spoke to my spirit. That trumpet was put in place as a warning for all to come together. And with that, Nehemiah reminded the people that God would fight for them. God would fight for them. God fights for us. If we are fighting in the spirit, according to how he has commanded us to do with his help, he will fight for us. The other thing that sticks out to me is that Nehemiah thought through and he had a plan. How many of us plan for things? Do we have a contingency plan if the work gets interrupted? Do we plan to minister when we go to work? Do we plan to minister when we are out at the marketplace or at school? Or do we sort of plan to complain? Do we plan to be excited about going to Sunday service, Friday night service, Wednesday night service, or prayer service, or Bible study, or whatever it is? Or are we planning about what we're going to do when it's over? And, and these are very real questions. And with, with all of our busy lives and the things that we have going on, and, and we get that. God gets that. He knows he's given us our lives. We want to make sure that we are planning to do God's assignments wherever they are. They're not just relegated to uh, church or to school or to a certain time or a certain place. Um, at any point in time, we can be called to minister to someone. And, and when I say minister, just by witnessing to them, by telling them the goodness of the Lord, by giving them an encouraging scripture, um, a word of encouragement, whatever it is that God would have you to do. And we really have to be on high alert for those opportunities because they don't come all the time. That person that you pass um, in the grocery store aisle, if God has set up for you to be able to talk to that person, you may be the one that does the final watering or the final planting as God gives the increase. And we don't want to miss those opportunities. So with the help of the Lord, let's plan to minister wherever we are. All right, verse number 21, Nehemiah chapter 4 says, So we labored in the work, and half of them held the spears, from the rising of the morning till the stars appeared. Verse 22 says, Likewise, at the same time said I unto the people, Let everyone with his servant lodge within Jerusalem, that in the night they may be a guard to us and labor on the day. And then finally, verse number 23 says, So neither I nor my brethren, nor my servants, nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of us put off our clothes, saving that everyone put them off for washing. BCU family, those last three verses, mm, they really speak of the dedication of the people to the work of the Lord. So the work was being done from sun up to sundown, verse number 21. That's pretty straightforward. And with that work, the crew planned and agreed to stay close by to either guard or work. 
so that the enemy did not get any victory. All right, he didn't get a foothold for stopping or slowing things down. Everybody was on one accord. Remember earlier I talked about how a body should work together. They all work together and agree. And on top of that, BCU family, none of these men stopped to change their clothes until it was time to wash them. What does that say to you? What does that say to you? So while I'll say to you all that we may not have to go to that extreme in our lives where we're working and working and working and, you know, not taking off our, our clothing until it's time to wash it, while it may not happen physically, that mentality of keeping on our assignment through the quote-unquote dirty process and when I say dirty process, when I say that, let, let's, let's break that down a little bit. Many times when God gives us something to do, depends on what it is, um, I, I'm going to go with this, that we are excited about it initially. We might be a little apprehensive. We get excited about it. We start to, just as Nehemiah did in chapter one, you know, we pray about it. We talk to the Lord about it. We get that assurance in our hearts that it needs to be done. You know, we go to who we need to, to get what it is that we need. And the Lord blesses us and things start to fall into place very nicely. And, and that's Nehemiah chapter two. And then, um, you know, Nehemiah chapter three is where all of the assignments were given out and people were working together in harmony. He had some opposition in chapter two moved right along in chapter three. And then when we get to chapter four, you know, we've got Sanballat and his, his posse, if you will, threatening and, you know, plotting to kill them and trying to get the work stopped and slowed down. We had this internal process of folks starting to get weary and they're, they're afraid and they don't know what to do. So all of these things that are happening now are part of the process and that's not so pretty. That's the dirty process that I'm talking about. This is where it starts to get very, uh, you start to get weary. You start to lose your faith. You start to lose your strength. You start to question. And Nehemiah, through everything that was going on, was not recorded as doing any of that. He continued to encourage the people. He continued to pray. He set up watches. That's what he did in order to keep the work going. So even through the dirtiness of the process, even through the parts that weren't that glamorous, he continued to be faithful to God and faithful to what God called him to. And that's what we have to keep in mind that once we get through the hard part, everybody, the end is going to be beautiful. God promises that. He promises that. Amen. Amen. So, BCU family, are you encouraged? Are you pumped to go through the process? Now, I will be the first one to say that um, I don't like going through the dirty part of things. 
<laughs> I don't know anyone that enjoys that part of things. The, the hard part of the assignment where you're being tested, where your faith is being tested, where your patience is being tested, where your heart is being tested, where you cry sometimes, where you get upset, where you get angry, where you want to throw your tools down and stop working on the wall. You know what? God gets that. I get it. What we want to do with the help of the Lord is to keep Nehemiah's example in mind and to continue to watch and pray and plan and do what God has called us to do so that we can be victorious at the end. Can't stress that enough. All right, so that takes us all the way through chapter four. That's wrapped it up. And we are working on Nehemiah chapter five. That is coming up. We're working on it. So please stay tuned for that. In the meantime, let me invite you to check out some of the other podcasts for you to enjoy. So please peruse through the blendcouragesyou.com site. We are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You can also get some encouragement on the daily by checking us out on our Facebook page, Twitter, and on Instagram. And if you haven't already done so, please listen in and subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, iTunes, or you can just subscribe here on BlankCouragesYou.com. Before I let you go, we've got our question of the day. We'd love to hear from you. So the question is... How has this lesson and Nehemiah made you rethink how you handle your task for the Lord? All right, BCU family. So we're going to go ahead and get ready to wrap up this podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. We certainly do appreciate you. We don't take you for granted at all. Until we are together again, my friends, God bless you. May he make his face to shine upon you and give you peace while you stay on the wall. We'll see you next time.